Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1. It says, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. For the idols speak delusion. The divine, uh, diviners envision lies and the true and, and tell false dreams. They comfort in vain. Therefore, the people win their way like sheep. They are in trouble because there is no shepherd. My anger is kindled against the shepherds, and I will punish the goat herds, for the Lord of hosts will, uh, will visit his flock, the house of Judah, and he will make them as a royal horse in the battle. For him comes the cornerstone. From him comes the cornerstone. From him, the tent peg. From him, the battle bow. From him, every ruler together. They shall be like mighty men who tread down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle. They shall fight because the Lord is with them, and the riders on horses shall be put to shame. Verse 6, I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph. I will bring them back because I have mercy on them. They shall be as though I have not cast them aside, for I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. Those of Ephraim shall be like a mighty man, and their heart shall rejoice as it with wine. Yes, their children shall see it and be glad. Their heart shall rejoice in the Lord. I will whistle for them and gather them, for I will redeem them, and they shall increase as they once increase. Come on, somebody. Anybody in the house this morning ready to receive this word this morning, ready to receive the rain? Anybody need some rain this morning? I don't know about you, but I need the rain. The rain is symbolic all throughout the word of his blessings. The rain is symbolic of revival. It's symbolic of his visitation, of all the benefits that he has. The word said, ask for rain. Last week, I was talking about rain that the... Uh, the waters were rising. This week, I'm talking about waters that are falling. I want you to look at your neighbor this morning. And first, I want you to tell them to wake up. Next, I want you to tell them you need the rain today. Tell you need the rain today. Come on, you, you, you have not because you ask not. Ask the Lord for rain this morning. Amen? Lord, we thank you today for your presence. Lord, I pray right now. Lord, that our hearts would be in tune with your heart, that our ears would be open to your voice. Lord, and I pray that as you speak this morning, that this word falls upon fertile soil and souls this morning and takes root and becomes like fire in their bones today. And we give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. And the church said amen this morning. Amen and amen. Let me teach you a little bit this morning. We're looking in the book of Zechariah today, and this book uh, is classified as what is called a minor prophet. And minor prophets are not minor because... They are of a lesser value or importance, but they are minor because the book itself is comparatively short when you're looking at other books in the Bible. And in this man's lifetime, he has already witnessed the Lord do some amazing things. He has watched and heard the stories how uh, the Lord delivered the children of Israel from Babylon. He watched uh, as they were supernaturally 
released uh, from their bondage because of the hand of the Lord that was leading them and guiding them. And aren't you so thankful this morning that God's deliverance did not stop with Israel? Amen. But he is still able and available to deliver us today. Aren't you so thankful today that God still reaches down into our deepest despair, that he can still reach down whenever we are at a terrifying season and he can pluck us out of a season just like that. Amen. Aren't you so thankful for his deliverance power that he can move enemies? Aren't you thankful this morning? I'm just so thankful that he has the power to reach down and pull us out of situations, pull us out of places, pull us out of relationships, pull us out of sickness, pull us out of disease, pull us out of bad states of mind. And, and, and he lets us see his hand leading us every day that we want him to lead us. Amen. These people, they were so excited that they had been delivered. They had plans uh, to rebuild the temple. They had plans to see the walls uh, becoming restored. They had big hopes and big plans, and it seemed just as quick as their excitement grew, their opposition also started to grow with them. Let me tell you this morning that as soon as you catch a vision of the future, as soon as you get a glimpse or a revelation, of what God has for you and what God wants you to do and what you are supposed to be doing with your life. It is a sign of life to the enemy. And the word says that the people perished. Why? Because there was no vision. But as soon as you catch vision, as soon as you have a dream from the Lord, it is like a symbol of life to Satan. And you automatically move up on his list of enemies today. Satan loves a church that is visionless. I said uh, Satan loves a church that has no vision. They don't know what they're doing. They don't even know why they're gathering. They just do it because it's a Sunday. He loves a visionless church and a visionless believer. So whenever God has called you to do something great, never be surprised by opposition. Amen. Never be surprised by resistance because if you are going to achieve great things for the kingdom, there will always be great great resistance. There has never ever been anything done great for the kingdom where the devil did not try to stop it. So whenever you feel resistance, it may just be the light that you need to show you that you are doing something right. Because when you start moving towards your calling, when you start finding things out of where you are supposed to be, there will always be someone there delivering negativity to your doorstep. As soon as you feel like you know what God wants you to do, as soon as God speaks a word, there will always be a negative Nancy that shows up in your life. Amen. There will always be a worrying Wanda that shows up and says, I don't know if you should do this or not. So as the opposition grew, these people became weary. They felt uh, that, that, man, this is too great what is in, uh, in front of us. Uh, and they somewhat just became uh, indifferent. They, they, they lost interest. They became somewhat mediocre. And when you grow into this place where you are indifferent, you lose vision. You lose, you, you, you forget that dream that God gave you. You forget the word that God spoke to you last year. And the people had gotten to this stage in their lives. And here comes this man, Zechariah, as their voice 
in the wilderness. And he starts speaking to remind them and to stir up the gifts and the passion that is on the inside of them. And while the people are growing weary every day, he came and, he, and he's reminding them of the goodness of God. Here, here, here he comes. And his name, Zechariah, means the Lord remembers. And his name became his mission in life. As he is stirring up these gifts and passion in people, he's also reminding them, look, the Lord remembers you. I know you feel like he's far away, but the Lord remembers you. I know you can't see him, but guess what? The Lord remembers you. I know you can't even remember what he spoke to you yesterday, but guess what? He remembers his promises for you. He hasn't forgotten when he delivered you. Amen. He's not forgotten the times that he healed you. You may have forgotten, but he's not forgotten those things. He hasn't forgotten that moment when you cried out and he heard you. Aren't you glad this morning that as you, even when you grow indifferent, even whenever you are mediocre, guess what? The Lord still remembers you. Aren't you glad that no matter how far you go, that the Lord still remembers you this morning? Can I get an amen this morning? It may have been 20 years ago, but the Lord remembers. It may have been two marriages ago, but guess what? The Lord still remembers you. It may be three addictions ago, but guess what? The Lord still remembers you. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. That no matter how far I go, the Lord, he still remembers me. Amen? He still remembers you. Psalms 115 verse 12 says, The Lord remembers and he will bless his people. The Lord raises Zechariah up, and as he begins to minister to the people, he he is he, he says something in verse one. And I told uh, first service that as I was reading this, I've read this before, but but the, this one sentence just kind of stuck out to me, and it seemed a little weird. It seemed a little odd. He said in verse uh, it's in verse one. He says, "Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain." Ask the Lord for rain when it's already raining. It would be like me going outside right now on the porch area and it's coming a monsoon. And I just look at him and say, Lord, I wish it would rain today. It's a little weird. He said, ask for rain when it's already raining. Why, if it were pouring down right now, would I ask for rain? See, the truth of the matter is that there are seasons of rain. There are seasons of visitation. There are seasons of revival. There are seasons of just times of refreshing. But the only ones that will benefit from it are those that ask for it. See, when speaking about a spiritual rain, I've watched this all of my life. I've been in spirit-filled churches all of my life. And the fact of the matter is that you don't get wet just because it's raining. There can be multiple people in a service like today. And over here, Sally can look like she has been in a downpour. I mean, makeup running, hair's all wasted. I mean, the spirit, it was just like a glory cloud came down. You ever seen those people walk out and you're like, ooh, that must have been good. (laughs) And then over here, 
can be Dan. Dried up Dan. And he looks like he's in a desert. It looks like he was, he was in the same room. The cloud was over the same space. The rain was falling in the same environment. But he was at a place where he did not want it. And you can be in a rain cloud in a spiritual rainstorm and not get wet if you don't want it. There could be multiple people in here and one person, everybody can leave with different levels on their rain gauge. It's time for the church, all of the church to let the Lord know, Lord, we want the rain. Lord, this church wants the rain. Lord, we want the rain. Whatever we got to do, I want the rain this morning. Amen. See, your actions lets the Lord know just what you want. Your actions speak and have the ability to be like a flag, a signal to heaven. And your actions can signal heaven and say, I want the rain, Lord, and I will not stop until I see it. The question I have for you this morning, and I want you to write this down, is what are your actions saying to God today? Even more important, what are your daily routines speaking to God? If God poured out water in this place today according to your daily routines, how wet would you leave? Whew. What are your daily routines signaling to heaven? Are they saying, Lord, I just want you on Sundays? Your daily routines, are your actions saying, I don't have time for you every day of the week? Are your actions, your daily routines, are they saying, Lord, I'm fine at ankle deep. I like being in it, but I don't want to be covered in it. Lord, I like tiptoeing in it, but I don't want to lay in it today, Lord. What are your daily routines saying? Are they saying that or are, or, or are your actions saying, Lord, send the rain on me. Lord, I'll do anything I have to just to see the rain. Lord, I'll get up early in the morning. Lord, I'll stay up late at night. Lord, if you told me to get up at 2 a.m. every morning and pray for an hour, it would be hard, but Lord, I'm willing to do it. Are your daily routines saying, Lord, I'll keep my face in your word. Lord, whatever it takes, Lord, let it rain on me today. Lord, I want to see revival right now, and I'll do anything I can to see it. How many of you have heard Get your act together. How many of your mamas ever said, get yourself together? Get yourself together. Get yourself. I believe that the Lord is tired of a church full of lip service Christians. All they do is talk it. He's ready to see your words come to life. All they do is talk. They know how to say everything. They know the right one-liners. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Mm. <laughs> they know how to do it. They know how to talk it. 
They know all the latest songs. They know all the old hymnals. They know everything. But now the Lord is looking for a church that is in action. He is looking for a church that's just not saying, Lord, send the rain on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost Come on down. No, he's looking for a church. And Lord, I don't care what I look like. Lord, here I am. Send me. Lord, pour it on down. Lord, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Lord, send the rain on down. Send it on down. Send it on down, Lord. He's looking for a church that's not just talking, but your actions in these last days, they are signaling heaven. Saying that those people, angels, pour over the prayer bowls. Tilt the prayer bowls over them. Pour out the oil on them. Pour out the rain on them. That is what is getting the attention of the Father. Your actions can put you in a position to receive what he has for you. We, the church, we, Legacy Church, we have got to put ourselves in a position to receive what he has for us. God is always doing something. But it doesn't matter what God is doing if you aren't in a position to receive it. <laughs> Miracles can be breaking out. And you're sitting in a corner somewhere like, I don't want none of this. Get this. God had delivered these people to use them and to bless them and to lead them. But neither thing was happening they were not being used or blessed. And the problem was that they were actually in the right place. They were just in the right place with the wrong attitude. Bad attitudes. Don't you just love working with somebody with a bad attitude? I one time, I managed a store. And this girl, she, she had graduated high school. She was in college. She was my best worker. I mean, she could do it. Any, she outwork anybody, but her attitude. I look at her sometimes and I said, do not ever say that again to me. And I said it just like that. Horrible attitude. How many of you have ever seen someone be in the right place, but have the wrong attitude and they miss the blessing? How many of you have ever been in the right place? You had been in the right service. You had been in the right moment. You had been in the right church. But your attitude led you to a place where you missed the move of God. There are people every day that are, that are in the rain. They sit in his presence. They sit in the presence of the Lord. And God will be pouring himself out. I mean, it's like that Shekinah glory. I mean, it's just, it's the good stuff. But they are sitting in that atmosphere with a bad attitude. You can do what you want to, Lord, but I ain't moving. I don't know why he's, I don't know why he read so many verses today. Anytime he reads two or more verses, I know it's going to be a long day. I don't know why he's preaching over 30 minutes today. I don't know why he don't have hair. I don't know why he's bald. I don't know why he gets up there repeating that chorus, turning it around. I'm getting dizzy just talking about it. turn it, turn, turn it, turn it. 
We get it, Pastor. I don't know why you got to keep repeating it over and over. I don't know why. I don't know why I had to park so far from the front door. I don't know why. Can't I just park across the street? You miss out on a move of God if you are in the right place with a bad attitude. And when the rain starts falling, I love it because the rain can cause a flood. And floods will move out people with bad attitudes. It will move out people who cannot get on the train with you. It will move out people who are not part of the body. I believe we are stepping into a season of rain. I said, I believe... The Legacy Church is stepping into a season of rain. And you can either get wet with us or stay high and dry. But before we can get into it, we have to be sure that we are positioning ourselves at the right time, in the right place, to receive it. Get this. You've got to know what rain looks like. You've got to know what rain sounds like. And you've got to know what rain feels like. You've also got to know what rain smells like. So whenever it begins to fall, if something begins to fall, you will know that's of the Lord. That, yeah, that, that, that's a move of the Holy Ghost right there and I won't in it. You've got to be ready to receive it. I was telling first service that I grew up my parents live in this house I pretty much lived in all my life. And it's on the other side of John's Mountain in a place called Sugar Valley. And literally our entertainment would be on a summer day when it would start to rain. We'd all run out to the front porch and we would watch the rain come over the mountain. And you could hear the rain. You could finally hear it when it started hitting the chicken houses. That's where I lived. That type of environment. You know that place. We didn't have cable television. We had one sorry little antenna. Sometime we could catch Channel 17 TBS back in the day. We could watch a little bit of the Braves. We could watch a little bit of WCW on Saturday morning. The Stinger Splash. Macho Man Randy Savage. We could watch it if the wind was right. And we, we'd literally hear it thunder and we'd go out and we would watch the rain start to fall across the mountain. And it smelled, I could just smell the rain right now. I could see it. I could hear it. And what it was so, when it would rain so hard, all of a sudden it would become, it would just move across the mountain. And that beautiful mountain, that dark green mountain all of a sudden became just white and it looked like nothing was out there. Let me tell you something. That is the importance of living in a rainstorm is because every mountain that Satan puts in front of you, when you are living in a rain cloud, when you are living in his glory, it doesn't matter what Satan puts in front of you. You can see through the schemes. You can see through the wiles of Satan. He's calling you to the rain. Last week, I was preaching about on the water that was rising in the temple. If you didn't see it, you can go online and watch it. And it was flowing out from under the door. I want you to understand this, that there are some churches, there are some people, there are some leaders, there are some homes. Help me, Lord. That the water is flowing out from under the doorway. Not because it's so full inside that 
it's just running over. There's some people, organization, homes that there's some water that's running out the front door, not because it's so full and it's just overflowing. Not because that, but, but, but because the church or the people, the leaders, the parents don't know what to do with the rain when the rain starts falling. <laughs> and, and, and they're not good stewards of the rain. They're not good stewards of the Spirit. And as soon as the Spirit begins to move, they're not in a position to receive it or be blessed by it. And to them, instead of being a blessing, it's just a disturbance. I was planning Labor Sunday. And the rain chances kept growing. And I kept watching. And I was getting madder and madder. We were supposed to be on some little pavilion. Start off 20%, 40%, 80%. Now lightning, now flooding. See, that's the reason some people don't like the rain to flow in their service. Because it will mess your plans up. You thought you knew it was going to, you thought you were going to have it under that pavilion. No, 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 no. You thought it was going to be an hour. No, 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 no. You thought you were going to sing three songs. No, 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 no. You thought you knew what was going to happen. That's why some people don't like living in the rain. Because you can't control it. It's hard to be a control freak and be led by the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. Why is everybody looking over here? <laughs> to some people, to some churches, to some organizations, to some families, to some homes, when the spirit starts moving, it's a disturbance. It messes up their flow. It messes up tradition. It messes with my schedule. And that is simply, that simply the water has nowhere to go, so it flows out the door. And while onlookers may drive by and they see water flowing, and they say, oh, that looks so cute. The spirit's moving there. It looks so good on the outside. Social media looks good. Their live stream looks good. Everything looks so good and polished from the outside. But when you get into that building and pulling back the layers, one of the biggest issues is not what the leaders are blaming it on. It's not the color of the carpet. It's not your new or old sound system. It's not your poor lights. No, no, no. No, the issue is that they don't know how to steward what God is doing in these last days. They don't know how or simply don't want to know how to let the spirit move in their midst. And they are not in a position to receive what God is doing on earth. And it has no other choice to flow out because it can't flow in. Woo. I don't want somebody to drive by my house or my church and see water flowing out because we won't allow it to flow in. But if they see water... I want them to know that it's he got so much on the inside that the walls could not contain it. Amen. And get this. 
This is not only happening inside of the church, but it can happen in your very home. What if the Holy Spirit started moving in your house today? It freaks some of you out. What would happen if you got home and your husband, who's been on the couch Sunday after Sunday, you got home today and there's crocodile tears rolling down his face and conviction has gotten in his spirit. Don't you tell me you would be like, well, praise the Lord. Well, I'll be. I've been waiting on this thing forever. No. You would have a Holy Ghost fit if you walked in and your son that has been strung out on drugs is in your living room saying, Mama, I don't know what it is I'm feeling, but something's tugging on the inside of me. I feel my addiction coming off of me. Come on, somebody. What would you do if the Spirit started flowing in your household? If you've been watching the weather, there's a lot of talk about this, the hurricanes that are developing and everyone's watching the track and it looks like spaghetti all over the forecast and it changes day by day and Monday it's over here in Mexico and Wednesday it's going to hit Florida and nobody knows which thing, this, where it's going to go and people are watching day by day, hour by hour because they want to see where the storm is going to make landfall and they're watching the position so they can change their position and not get hit by it. I want you to understand this today. That God is giving the church, God is giving this world a, 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 a uh, weather prediction. It's called latter day rain. And he's giving us this prediction. It is a notification of what is about to happen, when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, and who it's going to happen to. And he, he is letting us know that this outpouring of rain is on its way today. And he's not doing that so you can get out of the way. But he's telling the church that so you can get your church in the way and right in the middle of it. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm just at the place like, Lord, if you're going to move, I want to be right in the middle of it. Lord, if it's going to rain, let it rain on my head. Lord, if healing's coming down, Lord, heal my body. Lord, if revival is coming, Lord, I want to be right in the middle of it. But you may say, I know how to get out of the way, but how do I get in the way? How do I change my position? This is it. Write this down. Band, you can help me out. One, change your attitude. Change your attitude. Change the way you think and behave when the rain begins to fall. I don't know. I ain't feeling it today. I'm hungry. I need to be out of here at 1230. Not getting wet today. Change the way you behave when the rain begins to fall. Go out on the porch and look at it. Go out in the yard and get in it. Change your posture. 
quit slouching in the spirit. Anybody, parents, ever tell you, put your shoulders up. You're walking all humped over. Stand up. When you come into the presence of the Lord, yes, you are supposed to humble yourself. But the word also says to come boldly into the throne room. No, when you walk in here saying, I'm going to meet Jesus today. I'm going to encounter his spirit today. I don't care what happened to me out there. I am stepping into a sanctuary of his glory. I'm stepping into a rain cloud today. Quit, quit, quit walking around slumped over, being slouchy. But put your shoulders back. Put your chin up. Fix your eyes on the hills. Let your ears be in tune with his voice and say, I don't care what's happening around me. I'm stepping into the rain today. I change my position. How do I get off the banks and get in the river? There's too many people on the banks. Let me tell you what people on the banks do. They look and they wait until the water gets high enough to float them down. (laughs) They don't want to work for it. They don't want to cultivate it. They don't want to serve in it. They don't want to give toward it. They're just waiting for their waters to rise. So they can say, my church is in revival. Woo, you should have been at church today. It was so good. I just sat there, but woo, it was good. Get off the banks and get into the water. Next, quit worrying about what everybody else is thinking. I don't care what you think about me. There's no person in this room am I going to allow to keep me out of heaven or keep me from worshiping the Lord. I don't care. I don't care what people say about me on Facebook. I don't care what the haters are saying. I don't care. I'm at that place in life. I just turned 41. I don't care. What do I have to lose? My hair's gone. I don't care. I spiritually don't care. It feels so good to say, spiritually, I don't care. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care what you write about me. I don't care what you think about my praise. If the Lord tells you to lay flat on your face, get flat on your face. If the Lord tells you to do the running man, do the running man. If he tells you to do the Texas tornado, do the tornado. If he tells you to do the whirly bird, do the whirly bird. Who cares? Whatever it takes, Lord, I'll do it for you. Nobody's opinion is going to keep me out of heaven or keep me out of the rain. Next, how do I, how do I get in the way? Change your sphere of influence. So often our circle determines our potential. People ask me, why are you friends with this person? Why you go to that conference? Why you, why, why? Don't worry about me. I like being in places where I'm not the smartest person in the room. I like to be places where I'm not the most lofty spiritual person in the room. 
And if you are the most lofty spiritual person in the room and you're always the smartest person in the room, you got some dumb friends. Come on, somebody receive that word. You just thought of that dumb person. You're like, yeah, I knew he was dumb. Thank you, Lord. You need to be around some people. I tell my staff this. You need the three C's. You need three contacts. Somebody who's bigger than you are. They know more than you are. They're at bigger churches than you are. They've been through more things than you have. Why? So whenever you need, whenever you need somebody to vent to, whenever you need some information from, you got people right there. You need, to, you need to change your sphere of influence. What if the people around you determine just how far you'll go this year? Some of you ain't going far. I see who you hang around on Friday nights, Saturday night, you're cruising town. Some of y'all too old to be cruising town still. I'm just setting some people free today. I just feel it. Breaking, 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 breaking too old to be doing some of that stuff. Y'all crazy. What if the people around you determine just how far you'll go this year? How? But how do I get in this position? How do I? Never come to church with an umbrella. (laughs) Listen to this. Never come to church with an umbrella. A spiritual umbrella. Some of you walked in because it's raining. I ain't talking to you like that. You're like. Y'all crazy. Spiritual umbrellas. Walk in up tight. Walk in. They say they're the friendliest church. I hope they ain't friendly to me today. I don't want anybody to talk to me today. Don't look at me. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to just look at the ground. Don't make eye contact with me. We've all probably been there. You, you really didn't want anybody to talk to you today. You come in with an umbrella. And you sit there and you're just like, well, there comes the spirit moving. I don't know about that. Oh, I hear the rain starting to fall. I don't know about that. And then you come in. You sit yourself down with your little umbrella. Some of you are like, you ain't supposed to open an umbrella inside. Quit your superstition. That's the reason the Spirit can't move upon you. Because you worried about earthly spirits more than you are the Holy Spirit. Woo, felt that. And you sit in the house of the Lord like this, looking cute. You got your hair did. You got your weave in. Your nails did. You got your new pumps on. Lord, 1215, I'm out of here. I don't care what's happening. I don't care if Lazarus waking up from the dead. I don't care if healing's going on. Uh-uh. I ain't doing it today, Lord. Nope, I got plans. I got things to do. I got people to see. I got to check my Facebook. I've got to tweet something before 1230. I got to keep my streak going on TikTok and Snapchat. Lord, you know, it's 1215. You messing with my schedule, Lord. Nothing's falling on me today. Oh, look, they singing that song again. 
I'm glad I'm not out there in him. Everything looks good. I'm glad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be a part of that. No, I'm not getting wet today. I'm not jumping all the way in today. Let me tell you something. The Lord is looking for a church with action. He's not looking for a church that says, I love the Lord, but don't fall on me today. I love the Lord, but I'm not moving today. I want the spirit, but not today. No, he's looking for a church to say, Lord, here I am, Lord. I don't care what you do. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like, Lord. I don't care how ugly I can. I don't care if my mascara runs down. I don't care if my fake eyelashes come off today. Lord, I just want you. 